Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. And welcome to episode 81 of the Tourpreneur Podcast. We're back to our COVID check-ins with tour operators around the world. Today, I am taking you to the wonderful country of Croatia and to the city of Dubrovnik. And we're joined on the line by Luksa Malohodzic. How are you, Luksa? Hi, uh, I'm great. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm great uh, working on my PC daily and it's good. It's good. All right. So your company, Rewind Dubrovnik by Boat, you offer boat tours from Dubrovnik. How is the situation? I haven't read much about Croatia in the news with COVID. Are you in lockdown? How, how does that look for you? So the newest uh, word that we had, it was, uh, I think, yesterday. Yeah, Yesterday, the, we don't have any more uh, 14-day quarantine when you arrive in uh, Croatia. So right. it's, uh, I can say every week we have a good news but um, it's a new normal it's not uh, normal that we had it's uh, still uh, the cafe bars uh, are open but it's two meters from each table uh, yeah. the outer terraces for the restaurants and bars are much much uh, smaller in the uh, table count of course you know they are wider but you can see like you know the city is breathing a lot mm. from there um, we have a airplane travel now again it's uh, just from capital city zagreb to dubrovnik and i think it's zagreb split also and uh, right. daily i think there is a daily flight uh, on dubrovnik uh, zagreb to frankfurt and it's for uh, sailors that are returning home and uh, repara- uh, you know reparation flights to croatia mm-hmm. yeah. and for those of us who are not familiar with croatian tourism when does the kind of season start the start is, uh, I would say, end of March. Uh, the first cruise ships are coming. And the crazy part of season is June, July, August. It is unbelievably hard to live here. Are you hearing anything from the authorities there about when you can open up again? About They are uh, saying something about July. Wow. Um, that, yeah, July that we could 
maybe have some international flights, but you know that's just uh, some uh, news portals are saying it's nothing official. It's just a word. You know, yeah. But the first tour that I uh, had, the first reservation for this season was at first of April. Yeah, so I was I was really really happy about it, and then. Yeah, and around Mar- at the middle of March, it started with the emails, with the cancellations, and you know mm. the re- regular stuff. You know. How much do you depend on international bookings? Is that the bulk of your business? Uh, international booking is hundred percent of my business. 100%, right. Yeah, yeah. How reliant are you on the cruises then? Um, me, I'm. I have around, I would say, ten to fifteen percent of tours from the cruise ships, and they, they mostly come from OTAs you know I have uh, some some from uh, MSC company I think as NCL the, those are the companies that come here and in Dubrovnik and it's uh, people from Sweden from Norway yeah mostly from those uh, those countries uh, that people cover Viator most and I imagine you're getting a lot of uh, I'm not quite sure I, I'm not a f- I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan, I'll be honest, but I, I read that lots of people are visiting Croatia because of Game of Thrones, correct? Yes, yes, that is. Well, we have a clientele from, I would say, 20 till 35 years old. That is the main clientele for, you know, Game of Thrones tours. And it's it, it went really, really skyrocketing when that was filming. And still now, you know, it's it finished. And now everyone wants to see where the finale was filmed. It was filmed here in Dubrovnik also, of course, when the yeah, when the dragons burned the, down the whole city. I, I never watched it, but, you know, I have a yeah. lot of friends that watched it. And yeah. You lost me at dragons. That would put me off. <laughs> not my cup of tea. But I know it's hugely popular, so I'm not going to knock it because I don't want listener complaints. You have now you have like three thrones here in the souvenir shops. You know, you have like a full scale throne inside and I don't know, you need to pay some money or, you know, for for taking a picture or something. You have a lot of shops that are themed on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how are you spending your time right now? Because obviously there's, there's no bookings coming in. What are you doing to plan for the recovery? I'm working on my website, of course, for uh, direct uh, bookings. Um, I am preparing, I am actually rewriting some descriptions on the OTAs. Uh, I'm putting mm-hmm. a new pictures there. You know, I edited some pictures to look a little bit, you know, better, more colorful. So they, you yes. know, stick out from, from the crowd because the, the Bromnik is really crazy regarding tours. Also, there is a lot, a lot of competition in, in any kind of, uh, tour part from boats from food tours and so on so i need to yeah. stand up you know i think the OTAs will help a lot now in this process when everything uh, starts so it yeah. will, i think it's a i think it's a smart plan you know to have them on on uh, let's say on my side you know when everything mm-hmm. starts yeah so, which ota has been most successful for you for me it's viator yeah. viator mm-hmm. viator yeah. yeah it's the most successful since this um after Berlin, uh, at, uh, I was there at the on arrival, and we were at the Get Your Guide, and uh, they accepted me also on the on their uh, platform. So I was yes. really happy to see how will that work for me. And then, yeah, the COVID came, so I, you know, 
I just put into Google as we were chatting Dubrovnik boat tours, and I get almost two million results. Yeah. <laughs> Google, uh, just look at how competitive. But I do see you listed there. Explore Dubrovnik. So that's you, right? Exclusive no. private boat tours. No. Uh, explore. Dubrov- no, do explore Dubrovnik is a competition. I think. Yeah. Oh, all right. My website is actually, I think, two two years uh, old, so I don't think it's uh, competitive. You know, there's a people here that do this for at least 10 years, and I made a new website two years ago, yeah. so I think I cannot go still in a direct fight. I am going, you know, towards it. That's why I'm mm-hmm. using the money from, from the OTAs and that I earn, you know, to improve mm-hmm. the SEO and everything that, yeah. Do you have a Google My Business listing? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, if there's, a, I know we have SEO experts who are listening to the show today. So, if you uh, look at Lux's website, which is rewinddubrovnik.com, if you see anything obvious that he's missing here, drop him a line and let him know. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Don't sell to him, right? Because none of us have got any money right now. But if you see something and you want to help the guy out, you know reach out to him on rewinddubrovnik.com. What's your feeling on virtual tours? You know, this is a big buzz right now that's out there. Are you in favor or against? I am, uh, I would say I'm against as a, I don't know, as a, as a tourist and as a, as a tour operator. Uh, yeah. In, in my line of business, uh, where with the boats, it's really heavy to make up a virtual tour with that because yeah. it's more of the experience than it's from, I don't know, some, historical facts or something it's hard to, um, yeah it's hard to recreate sun-kissed you know skin after a whole day tour and uh, yeah that's hard but that, i mean uh, as a tourist i don't know if i would do it maybe if i'm r- really bored but you know when i'm traveling i was in morocco i was there with uh, in a, on a private uh, tour also and um, on the tour you need all five senses working you know the smell that you are going through the street yeah sometimes it stinks but sometimes you come to some bakery it's amazing and then you need to hear the people and you know the tour is is more is experience also so yeah it's uh, it's really hard to put that on a pc or a phone it is and i i don't want to go too long on this because i think i've made my thoughts pretty clear on previous episodes but you know i went on the the pompeii tour with walks.com and it was a great tour i mean production was good the tour guide was superb but the problem for me was at the end there's you know questions but i didn't really have any questions because when you're when it's a one way interaction you're not really stimulated to ask a question whereas when you are stood in a temple or in a square you know, you see something that the tour guide hasn't mentioned. You're like, oh, what's that building over there? Or, hey, do you know anything about this painting? Or even, so uh, where, where's the best place to eat around here? <laughs> you know, um, Oh, I think it up my stomach. Um, so that for me was, you know, I, I, I supported it. And I'm doing another one on, on Friday, which is the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace because I'm a history buff. But it's because I work in the industry. If I was not working in the industry, I, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. Have you attended many webinars? I tried to attend every single one. Yeah, it was not wow. possible. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it is overwhelming. I know it's, it's, it's overwhelming, but um, I looked at these, all of this webinar craziness. I looked at, looked as, uh, you know, green market. You have offering of this, you have this, and I took what I need, you know, and uh, yeah, I need some SEO. I needed um, 
I don't know about uh, there was this uh, latest one on the arrival for uh, reviews and you know I would like to hear about that. You know, I start some. I, you know, I don't find it interesting. I stop. It's in, yeah. yeah, I'm not pushed. So yeah, I think it's very good. And I'm really thankful for for your podcast also and for the arrival. It's it was a, a ton of content for tour operators. Really, it was. What do you think has been the biggest learning for you recently um, from some of the webinars you attended? What's one thing where you're like, oh wow, you know, I must apply that to my business, or this has given me something to think about. Well, it's the most, uh, the thing that I need to apply to my, there's a lot of things that I need to buy, apply to my website, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm attending most uh, webinars, you know, uh, regarding on direct bookings and on uh, Facebook advertising. That's, that's really interesting uh, for me and some, you know, sales uh, funnels that I can make uh, via yeah. email marketing. Also, I never done email marketing because I, I'm a rookie in this industry and, you know, I'm still learning. So I think I will, uh, I watched a lot of webinars and I read a lot of articles about uh, email marketing. So that will be my biggest, you know, take from all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And if there is someone listening to the show today who is, uh, could come on and share more about email marketing, how you've applied it to your tour business, I would love to invite you on because I've had a lot of people writing to me on that subject. And you know, there's a lot of theory out there, Luxa, but I want to talk to people who've actually implemented it for a tour business or an activity yeah. so we can learn from them. Um, so, Havala Vam. <laughs> That's very nice. Yeah, Sretno. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, for our listeners, you, you listen to Torpreneur and you learn a bit of languages. That's uh, Havala Vam is thank you in Croatian and Sretno is good luck, I hope. Yes, <laughs> you passed this test. I, oh, good. Phew. Okay. Important fun. words to know. What's the word for beer? That's another word I need to know when I come to Dubrovnik. Pivo. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's, it's interesting how the Eastern European languages, Pivo, Piva, it's the same word, right? Yes. Yes, Bosnia, Serbia, uh, Macedonia. Yes, yes. Wherever you say it's it's exactly the same. Pivo, see that that's good of the Slavonic languages to make it easier for us to know the word for beer. Um, so Lucas's website, as I said, can be found at rewinddubrovnik.com. Go check it out. If you've got any advice for him, please drop him an email and uh, come and chat with him on the group, which you can find at tourpreneur.com forward slash Facebook. Thank you, Luxa. Thank you very much, Shane. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.